Hello and welcome to Humans Exhaust Me, a show caused by our current world and everything in it. My name is Biz Paul, I'm here in the UK and if you're watching this episode you'll be able to see my beautiful friend and co-host, it's Felicia Jones. Hey Paul, this is fun. Um, <laughs> I guess I can't do, like, do all my facial expressions when you're doing the intro and anything. <laughs> this is cool. <laughs> Uh, so we should explain to people who are listening on the podcast, the episode, the podcast, the audio version. We're, we're 150 episodes in now, believe it or not. Go us. It's still a podcast, but we're trying out kind of introducing a little bit of video. We have no intention of making ourselves look overly pretty, although that was what we said last week when we agreed to do it. Hey, Felicia's wearing makeup and I've got some lighting. <laughs> I mean, we got, I mean, it's camera. You got to look good. Like, come on. We got to, got to make it look pretty. So, uh, yeah. So this will be a fun one to see if this actually works. Yeah. All right. So what is going on in your side? Well, this is different. I can't, I haven't, I don't ever look at you when we're doing this. <laughs> you can't stand the thought of looking at I me. Mean, don't have to look at me. Just look away. I don't mind. <laughs> Uh, no, it just makes me giggle. So I have to now. I have to like pay attention and look at the camera and like yeah. look at you and things like that. Usually, I'm just like looking out at trees when we're talking. So uh, I'll get used to this. This will be fun. But anyway, how are you? How we, are you doing? Mm -hmm. Um, uh, yeah, I'm, 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 uh, I'm good. Uh, I'm feeling very autumnal. We have a storm coming tomorrow. Storm Agnes. Um, Ooh. so, you know, Ooh. I'm just, I'm just depressed already. Like I, I was really trying to enjoy autumn. Remember I've got an autumn coach on the go. I need to have a word with them because I'm not vibing with the rain and the wind and the darkness. Well, did you buy your home decorations? No, I haven't done that yet. So you're, uh, oh, you're right if you're going to chastise me. Yes, if you're going to get into autumn, it's all about the decorations. You have to do the decor and throw a hint of Halloween in there. It'll be fun. I'm telling you, it's, it's going to work out. Okay, I'm going to go and buy them this weekend to make sure that I have something, something available. Right, okay, so that's, yeah, that's, that's what, basically what's going on. <laughs> Okay. All right. So I got to jump right into this and ask you, like, do you think about the Roman Empire? And what the hell is this trend? I, I'm still confused about men thinking about the <laughs> Roman Empire. Can you enlighten me on what this is? Um, I'm not sure if I'm being honest. So how often do I think about the Roman Empire? Every day. Every day I'm thinking about really? the Roman no. Empire. Really? No. No. <laughs> well, I am at the minute because it's all I'm seeing on TikTok is people being asked the question, how often do you think about the Roman Empire? Um, I, I don't know. I don't really know what it's all about. But what I'm hearing or what things are being discussed are um, that it's, it's something to do with like how modern day men's lives lack the sort of macho alpha male thing and the Roman empire was a time when 
you know men were were dominant or or, or some or something like that i've also heard people say depending on like how hetero you are compared to how non-hetero you are whatever that means depends on how often you're thinking about it but it it's it seems quite bizarre how often do you think about the roman empire well from what i understand it's only men who think about the roman empire so that's why you have to ask if how many times your man in your life thinks about the roman empire um i don't think i think about the roman empire very often if it does come up it's probably just the end of a civilization and looking at the laws um that they're in you know putting in place here maybe i think about the roman empire but um, I can't say the Roman Empire is like the first thing on my mind right now. It's just about buying groceries. That's about it. Yeah, yeah. I think it's one of those things that it's a trend that that has arrived. It will disappear very soon. It's got people's attention for a nanosecond, and then people will forget about it. Maybe, maybe, maybe it's a distraction. It's a deliberate distraction like from government like they've sown the seed i would not put it past governments to go i know we need a distraction here let's let's in fact actually if that if it is the government or a government that's doing it then hats off to them i think that is a good move because we need distracting and that seems like a really random thing to be distracted by you know everyone the moment we turn the cameras on we are all in on the conspiracy that seems to be the thing you do these days. <laughs> That's right. We should publish this show on Rumble. Have you heard about Rumble? I have not heard about Rumble, but Rumble is like oh. the YouTube for free speech. Okay, that's um, disturbing because free speech means hate speech to me. So, woo, okay. Yes. All right. So yes, it does. I, will, I will let you handle <laughs> hate that. Hate speech I will and let conspiracies. You handle all the free <laughs> <laughs> Um, I'm good not doing that. <laughs> okay. All right. Um, so yes, yeah, so that's how often I think, speak about the Roman Empire. What have, what have you got for us? What, um, what things are you thinking about if you're not thinking about the Roman Empire? Um, let's see. I get to pack up and go to another location tomorrow. So I'm still in Port Orford, Oregon. Um, and I did tell you there's been forest fires here. So we have been on like a level four evacuation notice alert and it has been covered in smoke and you can smell the fire we decided to go out to crater lake national park so for those of you kids who want to uh, pull out your geography maps <laughs> uh, uh crater lake is in national park is in the, kind of in the southern middle part of oregon and it's literally just a volcano with a lake inside of it so kind of think santorini but in the middle of a country unfortunately we couldn't see anything because all of the smoke from like six fires um was everywhere and it was pretty horrendous to to be honest so but it started raining finally so hopefully that helps all these firefighters uh the the firefighters there is a fighter fighter like a fire camp down the road from us so this is where all these firemen from all these cities all across northern california and oregon they've been like camping out intense and all kinds of stuff so it's been interesting watching them um like roll out every morning and come back in the daytime in the evening time so hopefully this rain helps but uh that's what's been going on here 
And yeah, and we go down to Southern Cal. We 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 go into California tomorrow into the Redwood National Forest. Ooh, exciting. Ooh. And and um what's what is down there apart from trees? Uh big trees. <laughs> big trees. Uh, so, so if it was some big trees, yes, then really that's your place. Yeah, so these are ah, redwoods. Okay. So these are these humongous, humongous trees that have been around for a thousand years. And um, anytime there's a fire, they try to save them. So if you think of a tree and you think of whatever the biggest tree you've ever seen, just magnify it times 10. And this, these things are huge. So I will be sure to have photos. Maybe now since we're on video, we can add photos to our Patreon account that we don't update very often. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, may, maybe <laughs> I thought for a minute you were going to like suggest things that required video editing because, folks, let me tell you, like if we're going video, it's still pretty much as you hear and now now see it. Like if you're if you're seeing it, you'll see oh, I have a spot, okay. which is not you know not not great. I apologise by the way, Felicia, if the background here is triggering you because um, it looks a bit like there's some fire going on but it, honestly it's just to keep me just to keep me toasty i've got a question oh. for you really which is um mm -hmm. you know how are you how are you doing over there you're not you're not lonely you were you were suggesting that there's some loneliness going on <laughs> oh well as far as the loneliness i am hearing that the kids are lonely so the and when I talk about the kids, we're talking about Gen Z. I read an article the other day that Gen Z is reporting that they are so lonely right now. And if they are working from home, they're even lonelier. So we can't let the world know about that because we don't want to go back into the office. But Gen Z seems to be very lonely. But the Surgeon General, and if I'm correct, it was earlier this year, the Surgeon General for the United States put out this notice that said loneliness is like the biggest thing to come out of the pandemic. So I figured today we'll talk about uh, loneliness and what the kids are doing to combat loneliness. You'll, you'll enjoy what I, what I read. <laughs> what do you think of this? Okay. So, well, uh, I think, I think it's very, it's very Gen Z to, um, to kind of be lonely but not want to be around people at the same time you know that's that's my view I mean you don't look I mean I, I do I do get loneliness and I do understand that it's it's very serious for some people it can really affect people's mental health if they don't feel like there's anyone that can um you know be around or or whatever uh, I do think that there's been a huge loss of skills whether that's a pandemic thing or or just a general deterioration of society. But as we've spoken about before on the show, people's inability to communicate or to use methods of communication that actually involve speaking or seeing or meeting or things like that. There's definitely uh, some skills that are lacking. Not everybody, obviously. Not everybody yes, has the same challenge. But I certainly notice quite quite a lot of reticence i mean people don't don't date anymore and you know people don't pick up people in bars and things like that it's like literally exclusive online um really yeah people so don't... it doesn't surprise me that people are, are lonely wow wow okay that's but some for some reason guys are still hitting on girls and getting negative reactions Honestly. so anyway that's a Honestly, whole different like... topic so 
so one yeah. of the things they said um is happening to to Gen Z with the loneliness and and I'm getting to the point now I'm I'm not going to blame the pandemic on everything. I feel like society was going in this direction and I think the pandemic made it speed up like times 10. So what the what Gen Z is doing, what the kids are doing now is paying for social clubs. And and uh so they're paying for like uh little social clubs that they can join at like $1,500 to $2,500 a year. They pay $500 for like tons of meetups and classes and things like that. And then of course, eating out. So so they said they're, they're, they're running out of money because they're trying to, to go out and make <laughs> friends. Now, there's a small part of me, there's the 5% of me that kicks into some boomer energy that says, you know what? When I was like this, I just dealt with it. You go out. It's not a big deal. When did this become an article? Yes, you go and make friends and and do some stuff. But uh, it seems to be a, a thing that they have to some they have to be reminded that they have to go out and make friends. So um, I, don't, I don't really know what to think about it, and I don't know if it's just a Gen Z thing. I can definitely see this as a just as a human thing of any age of people getting lonely. But maybe the cool thing is that Gen Z is willing to throw money at it. Maybe that helps. <laughs> I think it must help. I mean, throwing money at it or joining joining clubs and societies, I mean, I'm assuming that that's always happened. I mean, there's definitely clubs over here, like social clubs, which I remember my grandparents were members of a social club and we would go down there every Sunday mm-hmm. and there would be discounted drinks and food and stuff like that. So almost like a bit of a cooperative club there. Um there's always yeah there's always been things like that but i think the difference from what you've said there is that it's a this is something for somebody to to do like it's not like we're going to mm-hmm. play squash or badminton and and therefore have a drink afterwards it's like this is deliberately to go and meet people because we don't have another way of meeting people that's what it sounds like it, i mean i th- i think it's true if you if you remember i don't know if you watched the fire Firefest documentaries uh, when everybody went orange back in the day a few years ago. But if I'm correct, the founder, this is how he made money. He did these little social club things. You paid a thousand dollars to go hang out at whatever the location is for the week or whatever. So um, it does seem a very interesting regression that Gen Z has now found the social clubs of our grandparents uh, and I like my mom, my gr- my grandmother was part of a, a social club and they had meetings, they took dues, they had little parties. Um, my mom was in one when I was really young and they disbanded that. And, and maybe that's the, um, those that the Gen X, we just, we, and I'm, I'm a zennial for everyone. Um, I'm cusping on two things, but maybe um, that was lost in the in the Gen X generation of being a part of these social clubs, whereas you definitely saw boomers who were still kind of in these clubs with their uh, sororities, fraternities. I mean, even people at my job, they were part of like car clubs, you know, like a Miata club or a Porsche club, or it's, of course you got your motorcycle clubs and not the, not the motorcycle gangs, but like the guys who get together for their motorcycles. But it seems like in the middle generation, a lot of people lost that. And now the kids are finding that again 
which is a which is a good thing. You know, I'm seeing tons of little social clubs all of a sudden. There's one that's been popping up in my feed called Black Girls Social Club. And I'm like, what is this? And it's this little club of these uh, black women across the country. I mean, great idea for whoever started this to just make some money and not meet a whole bunch of people. But yeah, you get somebody who is a chapter leader and all you have to do is organize events. Like we're going to the museum or we're going out for brunch. Like, and you pay like $500 for the year for this. It's like, what? Like smart idea though. Do, do you do you just do you just like pay to be a member and then the events are free or do you pay to be a member and then you have to pay extra so if they decide oh we're going for brunch you then have to pay for brunch as well yes nine times out of ten you're gonna have to pay for your own stuff so you're just part of the okay. membership you can go to the conference and I'm pretty sure you get some little swag. You know, they send you a sticker. Mm-hmm. You know, people send stickers nowadays. Uh, so, I mean, I guess yeah, it's cool. And badge. they seem like they're having a lot of fun. Yeah, they seem like they're having a lot of fun, which is probably not much different than, say, some of the travel groups that I'm in that have local chapters that get together for things. And, um, and of course, we know it on the networking side of business. It's just that now there's formality with business but i mean it's kind of cool but uh the kids are dropping a lot of money to do this though that's the thing that's impressive because i didn't think they had any money i was literally gonna say i didn't think that they had any (laughs) money so are they are they are they prioritizing this i know for example i don't know if it's the same over there but here what i see in terms of people that i know that are gen z um spend less on like drinks and getting drunk and getting wasted and more on like going out for a meal or hanging out with with friends and maybe maybe doing this stuff because I don't know about you but like in my heyday I spent a lot of money on the whole social life it just wasn't organized in fact it was pretty chaotic to be honest but you know I would have still have spent a lot of money so this is maybe just doing the same thing but in a in a more organized way and you know what I kind I kind of like that organized element of it if someone's saying this is what's happening this is when it's happening you come or you don't yeah that's good because even now like if I'm trying to organize something with friends it's like what weekends can you do can you oh I can't do this one and now it's all like oh and I've got the kids this weekend or we can only do until till two o'clock because you know little Johnny has got to like do this and all this and and to the point where I just now tend to send people my calendly link and say you know this is my diary <laughs> Schedule like someone, time. Book someone book me in yeah so I, I don't know I, I kind of I kind of like that are they doing a variety of activities or is it this is it the same the same thing like we are the black girl social club and we like to do brunch every Sunday um, from what I've seen, um, and I've only seen the one that's like in Denver, and I think I may have seen a glimpse of some other ones, but um, definitely a food thing. Um, if there's anything new in town, they get together, you know, like a new restaurant opening. Okay, we're going to a restaurant or like they get together and like we all are going to get Beyonce tickets to go to a Beyonce concert. So it's like a mixed bag of of, of stuff, but it, I, I assume like most things, it's going to be based on who the chapter leader is and what they like. So if you have somebody who likes a little bit of okay. outdoor and fancy life, you're going to get a mix of that, that kind of stuff. So 
which is which is good. And I think you're right. Um, you had a much more fun social life uh, when you were younger than I did. Uh, I was the boring person, but <laughs> it, it's very organized. Yeah. And that is something that is kind of neat. Whereas I remember when I moved to San Diego, so I graduated from college, I moved from Atlanta and I moved to San Diego to work and I didn't know anybody. So yeah, so I understand the whole being lonely. I don't know anybody. And I did find these little clubs around town. There were just a few that I could find, but they were all about going out to the beach and doing like sports activities and stuff like that. I never had the confidence to join because, you know, you don't want to be the weirdo who joins this group and you don't know if you're going to be accepted. But um, it seems like a cool thing and it seems like there's more of them. So I think I would be if I was young, if I had the same job and it was, you know, coming out of college now, I don't think I would hesitate to to join any of these types of groups. Um, I, th I think our generation, I think, I don't know, maybe just got scared to join things. But yeah, I think I would drop the cash to do it. And uh, and of course, we have the travel clubs, mm. tons of those types of clubs around. <laughs> I might go and find one. I might go and find a club to join. I mean, I'm far too busy to actually do it. But I think I, I, I get it. I get it. I think we can you know get the appeal of meeting people. And if... <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I guess it'd be kind of, like I say, I suppose that dating is exclusively dating apps, but maybe, maybe for the Gen X people, like a club is kind of a good way to, to meet someone like your, your hands accidentally touched across the buffet and like, Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, no, you, you, you <laughs> that kind of thing. You're going to use it for dating. Okay. So I got to tell you about this other one. So we were with some friends while we're in Seattle. Um, so it's one of our friend's sister and she's four, same age as me, 45 years old. And she loves to dance and she just wants to dance. And she was like, I'm too old to go to a club, you know, cause you don't want to stand in line with the little girlies getting into a club and you're not trying to get hit on. You just want to go dance. And she was talking about this and I was like, that'd be kind of cool if you could. Uh, so she was trying to figure out a place where she could just go dance. It's not a club with, you know, with the hunting crowd. And funny enough, like two weeks later, I'm on <clears throat> Facebook and I see some of the people that I network with in Denver and they have this thing called Denver Dance Tribe. It is literally for 40 plus year old women who want to go and only do dancing. Somehow they have a resident huh? DJ they've made, they've made, I don't know, like um, collaborated with some clubs to open early. So from like four to nine, you go and dance. And then I guess the club just opens up normally after that. But yeah, they bring, they bring their own DJ and they just go and dance. And I showed it to her. She was, and I mean, I will say this, the thing about sales, when they say sales page, speak to somebody's like problems, everything that she said was on that sales page. I was like, oh my gosh, this is Lainey. <laughs> like, and I showed it to her. She was like, this is amazing. But I didn't know if it's, I felt like it's still brand new. So it hasn't like expanded, but I was like, whoever created this, this is a really good idea because I think I would go do that. Cause like, I would love to go dance, but I really don't want some 25 year old penis, like like humping on me in the club and I'm not about to dress in club gear. So it's just like, can I dance without, <laughs> I mean, you know, what's up? Like, I, like, I don't need that. <laughs> and I, I, I'm not going to wear high heels. So, uh, I think it's a great idea. 
I was just not expecting you to say that, that's all. I was just not expecting you to talk about penises on the dance floor. That's not where I thought it was going. But you, I mean, I mean, that's what happens on the dance floor. I mean, I mean, listen, hey, for but those yeah. of you who want that, I do but not yeah. judge. But every now and then, you don't need foreign penises on you, you know? You just want to dance. Um, <laughs> but great idea. Amazing idea. So whoever created that. So, Paul, if you ever need another side hustle, I'm pretty sure you can make money off of that in the UK. What, creating a club? Well, creating a, a, a women's dance club. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, that that doesn't look suspicious at all. A guy creating a women's dance club. <laughs> Nothing to see you, here. I mean, you just want to... S- you just want to support the women in your life, but you kid. There are other clubs. I, we saw a Porsche club. It's like all the little Porsche people. Because mm-hmm. any type of car club or motorcycle club, they only go driving on a Sunday. So we saw a Porsche club on Sunday when we were at Crater Lake because it was National Public Lands Day. So all the parks were free. There was um, it's like a Dodge Dodge Charger club. So these are like the old school muscle cars that had driven up the mountain there. So. Uh, but yeah, I, I think the club idea is cool. And maybe some of us older people need to remember that that is a thing, not be afraid to go join and stop all the excuses like, well, you know, I'm too old. Like, stop being old. Go fi- make some friends because you're complaining about it anyway. So go do it. <laughs> well, uh, I think people should definitely like, I think people need friends. Like, I think people should absolutely like try and make friends like no one wants to be lonely really i don't i don't think so and whatever helps people make friends i think that is a great i think that's a great suggestion so bring up bring on the clubs whatever those clubs are whether they're porsche clubs whether they're penises on the dance floor clubs whether it's appreciation of the holy roman empire club we we don't need that kind of i don't know just just make a club (laughs) and join a club (laughs) <laughs> spend the money and the other thing i know we we're gonna get into this but the other thing that the the young people are doing are charcuterie board parties now we brought this up a while back when we were talking about gender reveal parties and color parties but charcuterie i saw somebody doing a charcuterie board party and i just wanted to bring this up because i think you have some strong feelings about charcuterie boards. so tell me tell me how you feel about them I just really dislike everything about them. I mean, I like like <laughs> the food, the food element on the board as a, as, as a concept. Like, you know, I don't mind a bit of cheese. I don't mind a bit of celery. I don't mind. I don't mind a bit of like salami or ham or, or something like that on, on their own. But look, this is this is the main beef I have with charcuterie boards is, OK, just deep breath i don't like the way that foods are mixed like, and things are touching like different food groups are touching oh like that, oh that oh. bothers me oh you're you're one of those you don't like foods touching on your plate no, no i don't mind them touching on my plate i don't like them touching on a board because as pretty as they make it look you know, I mean, the charcuterie boards that I've seen being made on TikTok, there's no gloves on. You know, it's all hands and those hands might be clean, but, you know, they look pretty and they're arranged, you know, some pepperoni in the shape of a flower. And that's all very nice. Mm-hmm. But that, that lasts about two minutes because the first time someone 
dives in for a petal of pepperoni, you know, the whole effect is ruined and it's dragged through the cheese and then the cheese is spread with the the bread sticks and all this. And it's just an instant mess. And, I, and like the, the look of it has gone after about two minutes. So you're paying somebody an extortionate amount of money to have something look pretty for about five seconds. Now, great for Instagram, absolutely go and flex about your charcuterie board. But I just think if you're going to have a mix of foods, have here's the meat, here's the cheese, here's the breadsticks, here's the grapes, here's the, you know, what whatever, put them in piles together and make it a bit more functional. I just don't like the kind of dragging things through each other. I also don't like... Um, the way that you know if, if you're first you've basically got to be first in line to get anything <laughs> decent which is kind of like standard buffet stuff i guess uh, i don't like the fact yeah. that there's no barrier like on the edge so like food rolls off the board really easily like that grape that grape. you know if you've got like a little pyramid of grapes they're they're all over the floor um people touching food like like how are you getting the food off the board onto your plate? If there's tongs, great. People are mixing the tongs because there should be tongs for meat, tongs for, for cheese. You know, uh, otherwise people use their fingers. People breathe all over them. Um, and actually, I've got to tell you this. <laughs> someone that I know caught hepatitis from a charcuterie board. Well, you've so officially ruined charcuterie boards. Yeah, so you kind of yeah you you oh, ruined I, it for all of us now. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And now look, you know, I mean, I, I appreciate that was a bit of a um a diatribe there of like why I don't like charcuterie boards, buffets, similar, but I'm le- I have less of an issue oh, with buffet because well you can't well you can't say buffets are disgusting and charcuterie boards are not right. At least with a buffet, a you've got some delineation between different food groups. You want a volavant only, you can go and get a volavant. You don't have to kind of like finger your way through 15 different food groups before you can pick your volavant, you know, having to move a little bit of like cream cheese out of the way to pick the volavant. No, you can just go in for the volavant. And also with buffets, you've got to be first as well. Um. At least with charcuterie boards, and I love the way you say charcuterie boards. Sounds so fancy. Um, <laughs> usually they're in small, <clears throat> small mixed company, so it's not as bad. Whereas a buffet is just disgusting. You got hands that are touching everything, people coughing and breathing. You know, at least with a charcuterie board, I might be at a party of 10. And yes, I agree with you. Um, it might feel like you're dragging food and guess I guess I never drag food through, but yeah, a buffet is just gross. Like gross, gross. Like send you to the bathroom for I, hours. I gross. don't think I don't think you can separate the two in terms of how disgusting they are, but at least with the buffet, you, you know, like I say, you've not got a mixing of food groups. Um I actually went to a buffet. Well, I went to a party. Um do you remember when I came over to uh, Orlando to speak at your conference mm-hmm. um March 2020 okay just before the world <laughs> went to shit yeah back in back in the day I came back and went straight into a bit of a um I think it was an 18th birthday party or or, or yeah, it was an 18th birthday party and there was a buffet and oh, I wow. was like uh, I'm not sure I'm not sure a buffet is right for this moment in time 
so if we're going to, well, I mean, obviously the kids, like, we're like, yeah, we want a buffet. So I was like, well, I'll go with you first. Kids go first. So I could get anything first. I did not want to be hanging around with people <laughs> breathing. But just just back onto boards. <laughs> um, there's, there's, see, charcuterie boards, I think, are quite new here in the UK. Like as a as a style, a cheese board would be mm. something that I would be more um, familiar with, and of course that's a single food mm-hmm. group there, cheese. As long as you don't mix and the cheeses okay. with the, yeah, I mean you want different <laughs> knives for different cheeses. I know you still got to breathe over the things, mm. but you can like cut, prod, put on your plate away away you go. Um, but can we also talk about butterboards as well? Because butterboards is a bit of a TikTok phenomenon, but you know maybe a year or so ago where you're spreading uh, butter on a board and flavoring it with salt and chili and like all these different things. So you can get a piece of bread and, you know, scoop and, and, and eat it. Have you heard of, if, no, this is not something you're familiar with. No, this is so new to me. I, I, I mean, this is people just eating butter. <laughs> yeah. I mean, pretty, pretty much if you were putting, Oh, so actually this is something that I learned not so long ago that um, it's not common in the US for a sandwich to be to have butter spread on the bread before the filling. Uh, no, unless you're doing like a grilled cheese or something. No. Okay. See, I'd say in the UK, like butter on bread is before your filling is, is quite standard. So if I was having a ham sandwich, you'd have your bread, you'd spread your butter, you'd put your ham, you'd maybe put your cheese any pickle and you know that would be your that would be your sandwich but i i i just saw lots of tiktoks of americans in the uk going oh my god you know like they're, they're putting butter on their sandwich anyway we're sort of um digressing for but a sandwich oh where you've got some butter that's interesting for a sandwich yeah <laughs> so butterboards go and look them up it's like butter people take time to smush all this butter on a wooden board make it look very artistic sea salt chili flakes herbs you know and then like break up some bread you know with their hands <sighs> breathe all over it <sighs> lay it all out is that what you do to your bread um, and you know serve it and, pe- <laughs> and people just like take out mm, mm, ah taste that hepatitis not into it <laughs> <laughs> okay now i'm scared to ever invite you over to eat dinner <laughs> I'll just I'll just wear a mask and gloves, but just back on to the kids before we wrap up for the show, right? So, do you okay. think like the the kid the kids won't care about that because you know they're like covering each other in SDIs, um anyway, aren't they? So you know they're not bothered by a little bit of hepatitis because they're just giving each other syphilis and gonorrhea and stuff like that. So they're probably they're probably Ooh. not practicing safe charcuterie, but they don't need to because you know they're catching other things. And wow, rightly so, that, good for them. Some, that's some that's some boomer energy right there. <laughs> bitter it's, boomer. It's, what you said earlier about energy. like you know like getting like the boomer energy. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, uh, do you know what? Like that's some... yeah, that's happening more and more. It's kind of kind of unnerving. But there we go. That's what you're supposed to do when you get old. Yeah, I mean, yes. You you have money in your bank account, and you can be bitter boomer. That's that is okay. You have earned that. You don't need to have a charcuterie board because you can go and afford to eat out. So I think that's a good point to end the show on. Practice safe charcuterie, kids. Yes. 
Um, I'll do a little like <laughs> mini guide or something how to how to practice sh- safe charcuterie if they're going to do. It. But my advice, honestly, if you look, I welcome your uh, involvement in memberships and groups. Just be careful where and how you eat because you've got a lot of life left. <laughs> I'm speechless. Okay. <laughs> Anything to add? Uh, no, I there guess just wear and hand condoms. It, that... <laughs> yes, there we go. There we go. Um, well, uh, <laughs> I think that's a good point to to end. I've kind of expended yes. all my boomer energy on on the kids. Yes. Um, uh, let us know what you think of this new format of show where we're actually on video. I'm not quite sure. Well, I guess we're going to put it on social and on YouTube. Um, uh, probably not rumble because like you say like where free speech is hate speech is and that's not our vibe at all but Only it's been fans. lovely to see you <laughs> it has been lovely to maybe see you. we're not this quite ready for fun. <laughs> it has um, right well I guess I guess we'll see you next week we've got another exciting show if we can pull it off next week which we'll, we, we, yes, won't, we, will. we won't tease people now we'll cover it off next week all right Nice to see you. I will speak to you again soon, Felicia. See ya.